0: Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, everyone, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Just uh, coming and thanking you again. Uh, this is Howard Sapp with Now Podcast. Now you know with our co-host Sydney Banier, Dr. Sydney Banier, and we're just here to you know, just to talk about some stuff and. We certainly want to keep everybody informed as far as what's going on, what's happening. I'm sure hopefully everybody's watching the news and everybody is looking at some things and trying to keep themselves updated on things that's going on. So we want to just share with you a little bit today. We we're going to talk about some things as far as like the guardian program, education, but I think with some of the stuff that's going on right now, I think we'll touch a little bit about what's going on with, with Donald oh. Trump and all of the indictments and stuff like that. And just, just, see, just put some stuff out there, see what you guys think and See, get your opinion on things again you guys are certainly welcome to hop on to big mouth media hit us up email give us your opinions send some, you know, that you may have you want your comments we're certainly welcome again some people may agree with us some people may not agree with this but that's okay, okay. that's uh, that's what makes the world go around again this is howard sap with the dr cindy Banier. And uh, we're just going to talk about a little stuff. Real quick, we're just going to hit it off. Cindy, You've sure you've seen the news. I know you've been. Oh, f- yeah. Out. Right now, Donald Trump, of course, like they say, he's on his way to New York and you know, coming way. from Florida. It's funny you know how so many people are you have people that are saying it's a joke it's this it's that they don't know what they don't know what they don't know and that's the thing and people don't a lot of times people jump on the bandwagon simply because it's somebody that they may or may not like or whatever the Mm -hmm. case because you can have people on bandwagons on either side you can have for the good and for the not so good but right now with with me and the way that I feel about the situation. this indictment up in New York, and of course, the a lot of the Republicans are talking about the uh, the district attorney and what they're doing up there, and everybody's bashing him and saying he shouldn't do this and it's weak and it's this. How do they know it's weak if they don't even know what the indictments are? That's so right. how, how can you say it's weak and it's only a political stunt and it's this? They don't even know what the indictments are. That that's the crazy thing about it. So how can they say? It's weak, it's a political ploy, it's something that just, quote-unquote, trumping up on Trump.
1: Almost like people are just repeating talking points from news sources or pundits yes. right it's yes. almost that, like they're it. just
0: repeating that's it that that and that's all they're doing and it, it just amazes me and it's one of the things that you know and I did hear on one of the I think it was CNN but one of, one of the new newscasts they're saying this indictment and which I think that a lot of people aren't talking about a whole lot especially Republicans this indictment is only the first one.
1: Only the first act of investigation to get to the indictment phase. That's and, right. And
0: that's my thing. So you mean to tell me that, okay, so this is one political ploy, this, that, another thing. So what about the other ones Because he still has to go through the one, and I think it's Fulton County with- Fulton County. Tra- t- trying to overturn the election. And- those are serious charges. That yeah. they, they don't know what these charges in New York are going to be. Not right. until, I think it said, until tomorrow. So they don't know what yeah. these this indictment is going to be. They said some up to a felony that includes the piece with Stormy Daniels. But right. the other ones, definitely felonies, like you said, with trying to overturn the election. They're in Fulton County trying to get... All I need is. What did you say? Hey, like eleven thousand? I just need to be. Yeah, able you find just gotta 11, find. You gotta find the votes for me. <laughs> yeah, right. you gotta find these votes and that type thing. And then the that's the one of the other in, indictments. And then one of the other ones was I think it was January oh, sixth oh, from one, the Department oh, the of Justice the documents hand, handling the documents. Oh yeah, uh, and, that too. Yeah, so that that's another one. And I think that they were saying that one is like obstruction of justice. Yeah, you have these other indictments that are coming down. And everybody's saying he's just still run for president.
1: Are you kidding? Republican former governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, announced his presidential bid yesterday for the Republican oh, primary. Okay, okay, I missed that. And one. he said in his announcement that he thinks that that it's not appropriate for somebody who's under indictment to be running for president and Mm -hmm. that sometimes these personal matters are too big of a deal and that the priority of the office takes a paramount. So you're saying that if you got to go take care of your criminal business, then you really don't have (laughs) the ability to be dealing with trying to become president. So I thought that was an interesting take on things as well.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree because you get to the point of okay how can you justify saying that everything should run in a manner that is what totally abiding by our the constitution of the united states it should be this it should be that you should be an example for our citizens to see this that, and another thing oh but in the meantime you have all of these other issues underneath the the carpet that they're trying to deal with so how can you it's just your Basically, pretty much two faced. On one hand, it's this, and the right. other hand, it's that. So, it's dude, I don't think it should be to the point where you should put yourself up as president of the United States. But the bad thing about it, in my opinion, is the fact that so many people would still vote for him. Yes. In spite of everything. Yep. You know, so many people, and even when he was running for president, before, even in his campaign, he would blatantly and bluntly admit, I can do whatever it is I want to do, and people would still vote for me. And he had that kind of backing. And I'm like, are you serious?
1: Yeah. He's laid that groundwork for a very long time. Going back to 80s and 90s Trump, when he was tabloid fodder, Mm -hmm. he was never really somebody who stood on his own two feet. He was never a wildly successful businessman out of his own accord. He came from a family of people who actually made their money through redlining uh, (laughs) and and not selling homes (laughs) to Black people in New York City, amongst other things, as well as strong ties with Russian organized crime. That continues to this day. And it's part of what I believe to be a very massive disinformation campaign that's been ongoing. You saw that because even in the 2016 election, Trump was saying, oh, if I don't win, it's clearly stolen. So he's been laying right. the ground for this since he got mm-hmm. elected. And it's being facilitated by foreign entities who are trying to disrupt our democracy and erode trust in our institutions. And this is... um. Sounds a little crazy sometimes when we talk about this. Right. But this is actually true. And there's been numerous amounts of intelligence reports that have come out about this. And you can see online with trolls and bots that go on Twitter. And they're really trying to sway people's opinions on certain things. And Donald Trump is just an excellent person at, at, he's excellent at leveraging the media in his favor. Yeah. And yeah, he made $5 million in the two days following the announcement of the indictment coming down. He made <laughs> $2 million two weeks before when he lied about it. So yeah, this has been a massive fundraising campaign for him. And I think that, yeah, we need to cut through the noise on this. It is somebody who has committed numerous crimes quite out in the open and he does need to be held accountable. We do not, as of recording, and we're recording on Monday, April 3rd, this podcast. It seems as though the indictment will probably be unsealed when he is facing arraignment tomorrow in tomorrow. Manhattan. Right. And then this will come out the next day. So this will have happened already. But right. That at the time, we don't know. We have no idea. So anybody who's talking as if they have knowledge about that, It is wrong. They don't have that information. And the same thing with the Fulton County, that grand jury is actually purportedly coming close to a decision. So that may actually come this week as well. But again, Mm -hmm. we don't know. And an indictment is different than conviction.
0: Exactly. These
1: are high stakes, so I think that it's fair to say that after the grand jury looks into it, after the prosecutors look into it, that they're going to have a pretty solid case. Mm -hmm. But we can also expect Donald Trump to run people around.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's what the thing that the difference that when you have these high-profile cases with people that have the lawyers, have the money, even if it's just say a pretty solid case with the money and with all of the uh, ways that they can slow the process down, right. all of the appeals that they would come up with and that type thing. Just trying to push those things into the system so that the system itself can slow down and bring it to not necessarily a halt, but definitely slow the process down. Something that they can do and probably will do from just because. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: yeah, that's going that, to be that, one of the tactics is that exactly. so and that's actually something by the way that very wealthy people do period mm-hmm. they do that to run out the clock on all sorts of stuff and that's been a known tactic that right. Donald Trump has used but interestingly today we also had another piece of information come out about the Mar-a-Lago documents case and mm-hmm. that was that there seems to be very strong evidence including witness testimony and video that after the subpoena came for the documents at Mar-a-Lago, Trump removed the some boxes and went through them personally after the subpoena. So wow. this is very important because it erodes this whole, oops, I just, I don't know, it just got thrown in there kind right, of exactly. argument that exactly. Trump's team had been making. So he very purposefully went through the boxes, apparently, and took things that he wanted to keep. What reason that's yet to be seen but these are that's also a very set of serious allegations it not is. only because of the content that was in those men security information nuclear information about foreign leaders but the fact that again like you said we have a president who's flagrantly, or former president, flagrantly mm-hmm. violating the law. He was that's told it. to do something, and then he went and did the opposite and then claimed innocence. And right. that's a huge problem for us, I think.
0: I totally agree. Talk about people and they want to say, I trust Donald Trump, this, that, and other thing. But when you have people that does the things that he does and the things that, the way that they've happened, definitely a person that lacks honesty, lacks integrity, all of these things but you trust the person simply because, and you trust them, why? And that's the thing that, like I said, people really have to understand. And that's not just with Donald Trump, but even when they talk about politicians, period. And when we look at who people vote for, why do you vote for them? And one of the things we always say, and I know even when you were campaigning and moving forward with your campaign, as I say, make sure that you know who the person is that you're voting for and why you're voting for that particular person. And it's nothing wrong with people may not want you to go back and kind of shed light and uncover some of the dark secrets that they've done or the deeds they've done, even yet while stood just in politics. Not just calling your personal life, but I'm just talking about politics in general. And when they... Look at how they run their campaign, how they're going to act while in office, the way that they handle matters that we feel though are important to us. Make sure you understand how those people are in those particular situations. And you say, if, like I said, if they're going to be operating in honesty and integrity, and operating in compassion, and operating just for the good of people, that those are the things that we want to make sure that we do. But it's amazing how people. I think you had said right at the. From the jump, people just because and they jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. It's I'm going to support the person regardless of because it's just who it is, and I don't care what they've done and that type of thing. And yeah. that's some things that I, I don't know how you how we really I, get to how do we ear get off of this those. Mobius strip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you get to the ear of those people? And it's really are you and they go from there because yeah. then even as we would shift gears and looking at our own now and how he wants to, he's saying he support Donald Trump, and I'm not going to extradite him, and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. But then this is the same person that took money from Florida to try and fly immigrants up to... But see, but you want to operate, you want to say what you're not going to do legally, What what is actually supposed to be your job to do and you're gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm gonna do the things that I'm not supposed to do. But here you are, and then you wanna say all of this is just they're just for what did he call it? Political I can't remember exactly Total how, game, how it, culture it, wars. Yeah, it was something that he was saying, but but just saying using politics to Using this particular thing to make it a political ploy a wedge or issue, they make it up, make it a political piece. To, all they want to do is just push their political agenda, mm-hmm. to push those things that are important and make him look bad. And this that, and another thing, nobody has made Donald Trump look bad but Donald Trump. <laughs> you no didn't <laughs> Nobody has made Donald he does Trump cool, look of things on his own. Exactly. You do. And then even for DeSantis, and yeah, DeSantis is a smart dude. Give it to him. He's a smart dude, a Harvard lawyer law school, and all that, all of that. But you can see his political agenda. His political agenda is pretty much right there. The writing is on the wall. Yeah. And so for him to say that he else is really playing politics and trying to push their agenda. What is he doing? Pretty rich, from, exactly, dude. From yep. day one, you've been doing the things underhanded. You've been doing it oh, yeah. the way that uh, no one, in in some instances, no one can really fight it because of the fact that you do it so swiftly, so quickly.
1: Yeah, but- and he's so. Let's be clear on some of the things that Ron DeSantis has done in the state mm-hmm. of Florida. Here has led us to have one of the highest rates of death for for COVID. All yes. of these anti-vax folks, and they can be happy all they want. But there are very few other places in the country that it's. I think we're number two or number three in terms mm-hmm. of our death rate per capita. And okay. considering that the fact that we had people didn't have to be inside like in the during the winter times, like up north, right? That's that should not have been the case. And on top of that, he's defunded our public schools. Mm-hmm. He has made us less safe through deregulation of weapons.
0: Definitely. He's
1: cost us money in terms of our insurance and backtracked on support that he had promised during hurricane ian so now we have insurance companies that are gouging people here after the hurricane and what's one of the what's the very first thing that he signed when he got into the legislative session this year? It was tort reform against yeah. the insurance companies so people can't even sue the insurance companies even if they're only paying 20% of what they had promised. And now we can expect all of our rates to go up even more next year because the insurance companies are paying his way. Oh yeah, and de- on definitely. top of that, he's consolidated power, power within his own party mm-hmm. and power to do different decision-making across the state. He's done this in higher ed. We saw this with New College. He's done it with business. We saw that with Disney. And there's a ton of backroom stuff like that. We yes. also have on the legislative docket things going through like requiring media and bloggers like us here at Big Mouth Media right. require if we're going to report on Ron DeSantis. Exactly. It it easier for us to be sued for defamation. And here's a really squirrely one, making it more difficult for public information requests for public officials. He's actually reduced the requirements for being qualified as a public official and made it more difficult to get information. And that includes information about his traveling because Mm -hmm. he wants to specifically conceal how much he's traveling as he's skirting the resign to run law. Because you're supposed to resign before you run for office. Yes. That that was one of
0: the things. And that was one of the things that, that was a big issue, even when, what, the last year, when he was, everybody was saying, was he going to run, was he going to run, when they wanted to change the law mm-hmm. to say that, well, he doesn't have to resign if he's going to put in his, and they were trying to make it to whereas it, in Florida would have been the only place only state that would have had this particular law in place to where you don't have to resign to run for president. You don't have to leave your office to run for the other office. And if you do lose, then you still have the, I the guess, ability security to your other job. going, yeah, can go back to it. And it's, that's what he was trying. I'm like, are you kidding me? You Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I think a lot of people, I don't know if they knew or not, but like you say, DeSantis has not been as as he would want to say. He's making Florida free and that type thing. And Florida is not free because for those no. that are living here, Florida is going to cost you a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like you say, with an insurance piece and with housing, the security. Inflation. Yeah, with the security. Most overinflated
1: housing market in the country is right here in Cape Coral. Wow. See. Yep, our rental prices, the inflation are through the roof. Yeah, we have the rollback on women's rights. We have an attack, the attacks on LGBT people, the attacks on school. Let's not forget that Russian money flows through DeSantis as well. He actually one of his top donors, Lev Parnas, and people forget about this too. But this was the 2018 election. But Lev Parnas was taking money from outside the country, from Russian oligarchs, and giving it directly to Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. And Lev Parnas went to jail for that. Okay. He's also got Len Blavatnik money, who is a billionaire Russian oligarch, philanthropic Mm -hmm. money flowing right there. We're actually getting multiple sides of foreign influence on here. And that's why I think Florida is such a weird place and a difficult place right now because it's a free for all here. And nobody really knows what the truth is. And we're kept so at bay because we're really struggling for our life. If you're a working class person in Florida, you are struggling right now.
0: That's it. That is Food it. prices
1: are high. Gas oh, prices man, are high. Crazy. Housing prices are high. Insurance is high. Health insurance is we never expanded Medicaid and people who had their exemptions from losing Medicaid because of COVID are about to lose that as well. We're sicker than anybody else in the entire mm-hmm. world. And this is a big problem, and I think that we're at the point where folks who are regular folks like you and me we can't even have the bandwidth anymore.
0: No, to fight. No, you need to add sit and see, and some things that people have to understand. Like even with the the and how before we were talking about, like you said, the things that he has done in reference to the with Russia and those things. And I said it a little bit the last time, as far as what a cult is, but one of the things that. So many people here in the United States, we would jump on and we would jump all over other communist country mm-hmm. to say that they're controlling the media. They want to know what's coming in, what's going out. They want to control everything that is heard. They want to control everything that is seen. They control yeah. the television, the broadcast. They want to control all of that. What is DeSantis doing? What is DeSantis trying to do? Mm-hmm. The same exact thing. But yep. they don't see that's a problem. It's funny. If it's wrong on one side, it has to be wrong on the other side, too. Call yep. a spade. Yep. You can't just jump and say, if they do it, it's wrong. But for us to do it, it's right. Yeah. this person to do it, it's wrong. Or, and if this person does it, it's right. No, it's wrong on both sides. You want to support this. You, you don't want to be called to the carpet when it comes to that particular. And just what? Just say... 10 years ago when they were talking about, like you were talking about defunding our public schools and everyone was talking about trying to keep our schools safe and all of those things. Now you're talking about anybody can carry a gun without having. signed today, permitless carry. Exactly. You don't need a permit. You just go and get your gun, show me your ID and then you're good to go. Really? You want yep. this to be the Wild West. So are, are you kidding me? And that's some of the things that, that he's doing. But my wife and I, we talk about it a lot of times, and it's a shame that you want to make a point. But it's okay if some of these politicians, you know where they are, and I, and I wish no bad thing on any of them, but if they felt some of the effects of what they actually do as others do. Yeah, I think that they would totally, or at least I would hope, that they would totally turn and understand that quote-unquote, the error of their ways. But if they actually felt the effect, because some of them say, your your child wasn't the one that was gunned down by somebody, or your child wasn't the one that was out, can't afford, as far as school and stuff is concerned, can't afford, families mm-hmm. that's barely making it, can't even buy the milk and the eggs, and just basically trying to live on an mm-hmm. everyday, living an everyday life based on the resources and the income that they have, and you're still trying to make them dude, pay more. And mm-hmm. with the insurance, the insurances. And like you said, that was one of the things that really hit me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Yep. You're going to say, OK, they can't sue the insurance companies, yep. even if the insurance companies are screwing them, but you can't mm-hmm. sue them. And I think because of the fact that you didn't want insurance companies to leave because you knew that a lot of them was letting you know that they're getting ready to get up out of here because of the hurricane and everything else. Yeah, we understand that everyone is being affected and being hit. <laughs> because
1: Florida is like really not a viable place to live for more exactly. than about 20 or 30 years. <laughs> And I the know. actuaries know that. They don't care. They're dealing with numbers. They're like, look, Drew, it's projected it. that through downtown Fort Myers and downtown Naples, that by 2075, we're going to see daily tidal flooding. So that means every mm-hmm. single day, flood water- waters are going to run through the downtown area. So yeah. downtown Fifth Avenue, all those fancy shops.
0: Not, not happening. Be... Yeah. It's not happening unless they just they're doing now at Fort Myers Beach. What is changing the the code that they have to be? What is it? Fifteen feet or sixteen feet now? Everything's gonna be on stilts. But it's it's going to be like like Venice. So it's got to have a boat to get around. It's going to have the water streets. Hey, that's or the it's way it's going to be like, like Water to... World, like with exactly, exactly, and you know, so like it's...
1: that whole combination of Thunderdome
0: and. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be funny. Uh,
1: it's a lot here in Florida. It's a lot here in Florida, and yeah, the permitless carry was signed by Ron DeSantis today. He was even talking about potentially opening a special session to have total, I think the constitutional carry. So not even, so it's beyond that. So we'll see, but there was, I know there was another thing that you wanted to talk about today and it was relation, related to guns and that was the guardian program.
0: Right. The guardian Can tell program. Tell a little bit about that. Yeah. The guardian program is in our school systems right now and they've come up with the guardian program. And it's, I guess the, not just the state, but it's the country's idea of trying to, and I'm not sure exactly who was the originator of the thought. But Probably nonetheless, the NRI, but anyway. Yeah, but nonetheless, it's where you can have guns or have a designated person in school to have a firearm because of the fact that you've had so many schools that have had nonviolence affecting them, mass shootings at the schools. They're saying the teachers' administration, whoever those persons are, are allowed to have guns in school. And they, I guess they would have to take some type of training where the mm-hmm. weapons and everything would be kept. I don't know. But I guess every, and I know in Florida now, every district has to at least have a plan. I'm not saying that they Every school district would begin to institute it, but every school district now has to have a plan. But it's crazy because of the fact that you're saying, I understand, and it's something because I heard the uh, podcast that you and Rebecca was doing when you were talking about the guns and when you guys were talking about that, and I was like, wow, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. And But it's crazy because you have people coming in and shooting, and my thing is you, you're trying to spend all, the, all of this money and put guns or weapons in the hand of people that aren't really trained because you can go through a training, but that doesn't mean that you're trained. Right, yeah. You can go, you can take a class. Okay, you take a class, you get a certificate. Okay, so now all of a sudden you're ready to go out and you're ready to go out and defend in a war and that type thing. When you're not doing that on an everyday basis, Really? No. Yeah. And
1: just so to clarify, so if you do want to hear more about this, tune into the Misinformational Podcast yes. with Rebecca Jones and I. That's also from Big Mouth Media. We talked quite a bit about that. But the long and short of that is that the data shows us more guns equals more gun injuries and death. Period. Exactly.
0: Period. That is
1: like unequivocal Unarguable. It happens in every single circumstance. Yes. So when you have weapons around in the home, you are more likely to be injured or killed by them. If mm-hmm. you have a weapon, I even heard that if you carry, you are 14 times more likely to be killed by the weapon to than you kill an assailant. Crazy you're more likely to accidentally shoot somebody or have some sort of other issue happen. more likely to successfully commit suicide. If you're a woman that lives in a household with a weapon, you're more likely to be killed in a domestic violence circumstance Mm -hmm. because people don't think about the safety components of it and they don't think about the impulsivity and the disproportionate reaction that you get with a gun. And so people argue like, oh, weapons or knives or something. Yes, but you cannot kill as many people in a shorter period of time, and do as much damage with a knife as you can with a high-powered weapon. Exactly. These are just, like, these. this is data that has been compiled over the years. It's mm-hmm. data that the far-right extremists, NRA folks, there are bots oh, online that do this, that, mm-hmm. that promote this disinformation as well. We'll tell you that this is this is not a real situation, but the fact is that you are more dangerous to have a gun around. It, is. A, it doesn't it matter is. if you took a little CCW class or you get the <laughs> 10 hour training to, to carry it in school. Everybody's less safe with you around.
0: That's true. It's funny because the NRA would always say guns don't do. OK, but then the availability of them is one of the big issues. You can say cars don't kill. But then you can every holiday, just about Memorial Day, Labor Day and those Thanksgiving and stuff like that, a bottle of alcohol don't kill if you just let, leave a bottle of alcohol out on the on the counter it doesn't okay. k- they all say that it's a safety issue if you overindulge it's a safety issue if you take a car and you speed go beyond the okay. limit it's a safety issue so now all of a sudden having all of these weapons and stuff like that in place it's not a safety issue no they don't kill but like you say it's a safety issue. You're not looking at how safe it is. You're just looking at my rights. The government shouldn't. And one of the things that that I heard when uh, they were talking about here in Florida, when they were talking about, okay, you're looking at having this permitless carry. Someone came up to say, understanding you want a permitless carry, but let it be just one weapon or something like that. And then someone came back and said, no, the government shouldn't dictate how many weapons I can carry. Really? Come on, dude. If you're not, if you're not going to the government and saying speed limits, take the speed limits away because the government shouldn't determine how fast I should go. Drinking right. age is 21. Take that, but the government shouldn't determine how what my age is for me to drink, something like that. A safety issue has nothing to do with your rights. It's your right to own a car, okay? But then you and, abide by every law, you should, speeding law that's out there.
1: That, that, and it's that, a- public safety issue too and that's that's what we're getting at right is that once your behavior starts to affect other people then it becomes a shared risk right and that's what you get with the permitless carry yeah just by you have more likelihood of an accident happening right Mm -hmm. this is a really scary time if you think about it because cars used to be the biggest environmental until death for children and people under 40 Mm -hmm. now it's guns see Guns are now the number one. Gun violence is the number one cause of death for children and teens. And that should be like warm bells going off. Everybody should be super worried. And here's the thing. And I'm going to make this pitch and because I want everybody to hear it. Okay. Mm-hmm. School shootings are not the cause of that school shootings are horrifying because they're targeted. And there are people who are seeking attention. Then we get copycats because mm-hmm. you saw that here right. in Lee County, right after the most recent one in Nashville, there were like copycats going on or people ca- phoning in threats that happens right. all the time. It's an awful thing. And that's why they actually say that you should, you know, they're proponents, people who are proponents of the AR ban, the assault rifle bans, right? Cause people can make a public spectacle of this type of thing, right. but that's a small portion. Okay. So, this performative thing at the schools, like turning our schools into prisons, arming teachers and staff, putting barbed wire around the school, hardening mm-hmm. schools like prisons, is just a performative safety thing because of the outrage around it. But it's actually, there's not a lot of evidence that any of that stuff works. Even frankly, there's not evidence that having an armed SRO, student resource officer, makes your children any safer. And in fact, if you're a Black parent, it makes Black children less safe and more likely to be victims of extreme forms of discipline.
0: That's true. That's very true. So.
1: I just wanted to drop that knowledge because I think we get really heartbroken and upset about the the school shootings. Mm-hmm. It's actually the other times that guns are around that we're more, most at risk. So if you don't have it in a safe, if you don't have somebody who's trained, if you don't have a lock on it, if you don't have somebody who's knowledgeable using it, if you just leave it around and somebody else gets it, if you do have a home invasion and somebody takes it, because they're more likely to take it than you shooting Exa- it. Exactly. Or- that, that, that's true your partner goes nuts and tries to kill you. Right. Which actually (laughs) has happened to friends of mine here. (laughs) Like I have actually multiple friends who were nearly victims of murder suicide. And I have friends here who lost their family members to suicide by gun. And a lot of times they were very sudden and people don't really think about this, but those are the majority of the gun deaths right now from home owned guns. Hmm. The United States is coming from suicide. And It's just, it's heartbreaking, but we can actually lower that if we have more control and more regulations on guns, because those folks could get help instead of kill themselves with a high power weapon.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. And then then they're just trying to institute that more. Like I said, on the street, they talk about road rage so much now, you know, that everybody is pretty much on edge. Everybody is basically one second from just being, they can go, people can go from zero to a hundred and little to no time. Yep. So all it does is take one, someone to right. cut it a person pulls. off. And all of a sudden now, you know, everything is going haywire. Yeah, And they're trying right. to give people the ability to a weapon to where it's, like I say, one person gets upset. And if both of them has a firearm, the first person that pulls one out, the other one's going to pull theirs out. Now right. all of a sudden you have, and then what the Escalation. law- Escalation. Yeah. And then with the laws that you have, stand your ground, or if you see someone that's being threatened, you have the right to intervene and that type of thing. So it, it just gets crazy. It's, it's the wild sense. west, like you not said. Exactly. Like the wild west. And it, we had that no this sense. past,
1: uh, last week. Right in Lehigh, yes, a bunch of teens, yes, got in a road rage. There was an elderly couple, and they chased them down and shot them. Yeah, why did the these teenagers have weapons? But it's also they're in the heat of the moment, they're being macho with each other, and they were offended, and so they had to. And they had this weapon that could kill. Right at their disposal,
0: they mm-hmm. used it, and they used it. And that's the thing, and, and they understand. And like you said, and then going back to the safety issue. Now, all of a sudden, you put the police now in jeopardy because they have to deal now with more citizens having a firearm. So how do they handle those particular situations? And then when someone pulls out a weapon, a police don't know who has, who don't have. the good guy? the The first time a police shoots someone, now all of a sudden, they didn't have to do that. In some instances, I have to defend the police because they're put in situations to where at times they don't know what's going to happen, yeah. understand. But this, it just perpetuates the situation. It just right. makes it makes the, a bad situation even worse. Exactly. If, when you're going to say that no one needs a permit, all you got to do is have your ID and then go from there. No, it's not a safe, it's not a sound decision on any stretch, in any stretch of the imagination to let this thing happen. And then when you want to put more schools, more and more guns in schools, that makes no sense. It makes no sense at all, because are you really protecting the kids? Are you mm-hmm. putting them now more at risk? And I don't think that they look at that. And I don't think that with this particular program, this Guardian program, I don't think that they did enough research or, and really sat down to think about common sense methods and saying, no, we don't want to do that. And it's funny because they don't want the schools to look like prisons, but you give everybody a gun. You put more guns in there, but you don't want it to look like a prison, but you put more guns in there. You don't want to do like a prison, but you put more guns in there.
1: Just like solidified the the pipeline, the education to prison pipeline. Yeah, exactly. Kids feel like they're already in prison.
0: Yeah, my thing is, it would be. Better serve to spend the money. I understand not literally you know, metal, anything metal else, detectors, whatever. But like you said, metal
1: detectors you know, are too expensive, apparently.
0: Exactly. yes? Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, they're too <laughs> expensive. I'm, my bad. I don't know what who came over me on that. It's one. That, a sad
1: state of affairs, here. but I think you're 100% right. This is not the solution. And I don't think they thought about it at all. This was either. something that was proffered because it sounded good and it fills the narrative of the good guy with the gun kind of thing. And even though it has no basis in reality.
0: No, it doesn't. But it makes, you know, the case for them to say that, hey, we're doing this. and, you know, really. Performative. with you guys, yeah. But hey, we're not going to hold you long. We're going to close on that. And we're going to talk about some things on next time. But thank you, Dr. Cindy Bagnier. It was so good having you with us today. Again, one of the things that we really want to make sure that everybody do is when it comes to, the politics, and when it comes to our environment, when it comes to our community, when it comes to the things that matter to us and the things that matter to you, make sure you do your research. Make sure Mm -hmm. you look up politicians, look up the topics, look up the subjects, and get as much information as you can. Because like they say, knowledge is power. So the things that we've talked about today, we'll continue to talk about, but we want to make sure that you talk about them in your home, talk about them in your community, and make sure that you talk about them even with your Elected officials, as we say here on our now, like I said, we want to make sure that with the information that you have, now you know. Now you so, know. Again, thank you much, so much, Cindy, and we will see you guys on next time. Have a thank wonderful day. Thank you, Howard Sapp. Alrighty. This
1: has been now you know with Howard Sapp on Big Mouth Media. Be sure to check us out at bigmouthmediafl.com. Thanks so much. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.